0: I've never gone to school for any carpentry. Everything is learned on the job, straight out, by making mistakes, by, you know, trial and error. That's, that's what I've learned.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Chip Away podcast. My name's Adam, and I talk with construction professionals and try to chip away at what it is to build, create, and shape the landscape we live in. My guest for this episode is Jason Hermanson. Jason is a carpenter from Saskatchewan, Canada, and is perhaps better known as the bearded legend behind Viking builds. The Viking you're about to hear from is the Odin of construction. He does it all, and his Instagram page is an inspiration to many on how powerful practical skills can be, and that there's no limitation to one's ability if your desire to learn and improve strong. Get ready for some wise words from all father on learning, taking risks, diversifying your skill set and promoting the blue collar lifestyle to the next generation. Okay, sweet. So Jason, uh thanks for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. I like to start things off with like a little little brief bio of yourself and then the way that we kind of do it around here is to go way back if you can think before that um beard on your face and when you were a little fella and, um how perhaps your love of this trade or the idea came into your head where you thought hey this is something i could do one day so yeah let's get yeah. into it brother if you will
0: all right well uh first off thanks for having me uh no it's worries. To be pretty cool to do this man oh man where did it all start Yes, it all started for, it was actually started by accident for me. I was on, uh, just out of high school, moved out, moved 10 hours away from home and uh, just landed into a job doing hardwood floors. It was, kind of did that, me and a cousin just went hard, installing hardwood floors, the two of us, and it was pretty sweet because we were just working as subs and making killer money back when I was 18. And but we were able to make our own hours, which was pretty sweet. So then um just yeah, that's where it kind of started. And then I just never left the trades. From there, it just went just snowballed. Um that company went bankrupt, so I went framing for a couple years. After a year, I was running a framing crew, you know, just and it just kept going. And everywhere I went, it was just jumped in and went full full on. And yeah, so that's that's kind of the start of it. Um, that's the that's the story, you know. It's yeah, it, it was total accident. Just fell into it. So <laughs> all right,
1: cool. So you never yeah. you didn't ever had kind of growing up. You never had people who were in the trades around you, perhaps like pushing you in that direction, or you weren't really exposed to that kind of work, or
0: no. So my dad, like, he was blue collar, like blue collar family all the way. Uh, growing up. My dad was a trucker slash mechanic all through high school. I was really interested in the welding auto body mechanic side of things. And our high school offered all the, everything to do with woodworking carpentry. I didn't take one of those classes. Mm. I was all in for the automotive side of it. And um, it just, for me, it was just classes at the time. I didn't even, carpentry didn't even cross my mind any construction framing class nothing didn't even cross my mind so i i didn't even really have any i guess when i left home i had no idea what i was going to do where i was going to land just i was young dumb ready to go kind of yeah. thing so yeah it's 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 kind of funny like looking back you know like yeah dad like with mechanic trucking he kind of that's where I was raised like going into that kind of stuff but nothing wasn't pushed in any direction that's for sure
1: yeah interesting so uh, what what do you think about that like as a young fella like you said when you're 18 you know you did this straight out of high school I feel like a lot of people that age you know guys and girls it's it's hard for someone that age to really make a big life decision and and commit to something like a college or even a career when you're Mm. that old like would you have anything to say for what at least in your experience you went straight into work and you were earning money and you could you know you could go after it because you didn't have all that much responsibility and you could kind of push your own hours like you said it's it's a pretty good way to like get a taster of something without having to commit too much you know
0: it it is and I guess like that's a tough one because you know for, for me for my own story I wasn't expected like there wasn't an expectation to go to any school after high school i was doing good to graduate out of i I've, I've got a huge family like aunts and uncles and on both sides and there was me and a couple others that are the same age for cousins we were the first ones out of all of them to actually even graduate from high school so it, for me for my story that was my accomplishment was i graduated high school any thought after that there was no thought after that so so yes like for me it worked out to jump right into work go figure out who i was go try different things just jump into it learn what i can and go for it where so for me it worked out um others if you yeah i i, I think if you have the back into explore some schooling but take some time off go try some stuff, figure it out before you commit to a four years of college or two years, like try some different stuff first. That's, that's what's 18 is 18 all about is trying different things, failing, get back up, try something different. If you fail again, try again. That's I don't know, that, in my mind, that's what an 18 year old is supposed to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I think there's also, you know, I, I've, kind of uh, work now with a couple of guys or have have acquaintances who you know you talk about that kind of maybe there is a pressure in some families or within society to do that whole college thing or university yeah. um and it's great because the trades afford you a different opportunity if you if you kind of knew that you weren't set up or you didn't weren't interested in taking that path you know i have worked with guys who left school when they were like 16 and now they're running like million dollar construction companies themselves, you know, and they built it from the ground up. So yeah, it's cool that our industry affords that, you know, that, that you can still go out there and be the, you know, cliche successful, um, uh, you know, financially and still be able to, you know, not have a massive debt behind you and you're working from huh. the age of 16, you're getting paid to learn. It's a pretty cool way to do it
0: well that's that's the thing it's like you know with me going into hardwood um installing hardwood is a very it's especially out in my area it's been a lost trade um mm-hmm. something that like we did the real three-quarter inch hardwood floors new homes installing staple down glued down inlays that kind of stuff um all finished on site so there's a crew that came in behind us sanded it finished it so in my mind Like, that's that is being a lost trade with the different types of flooring. So, Mm. for me, it was a really neat experience being able to learn that. Because for me, now, if there's not as many people who are comfortable installing harder floors, but for me, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) absolutely, man. I've got all the tools. Like, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's get it in, you know? And so, that's where it's jumping in and just ready to try anything is kind of like it's it's an awesome thing and you know now looking back at the time i did i think that was going to be my career was a carpenter no not really um like by the time i thought knew i was actually a carpenter it was years later kind of thing like i it was just a job at the time Mm. but man that experience has been priceless it's it i made good money at the time but also it's made me a ton of money over the last 20 years of being able to install hardwood floors for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing going into the next job framing, like same thing. I started green. I was I was the one that carried all the sticks. Like that was me. I we didn't have a Zoom boom. I carried every stick for that whole house. Moved up, started on the gun, reading reading plans, marking out floors, just kept moving up. After a year I was running a crew. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I just I had I had a good boss who let me make mistakes, which that's that's a big thing is making the mistakes and learning. But it was kind of cool. Like it's the same thing, just it's made me a lot of money over the years where I'm not tied to a huge debt of college, of a university, of whatever, making money, paying off the debt, then making more money to actually make a living so uh, it, it's worked for me it doesn't work for everyone but it's worked for me and that's I guess that's my story is I can only I can only tell people what's worked for me it's not going to work for you for them you know but it's worth a try
1: yeah, for sure. I think one thing that at least I take away from your story, and we can go a little bit further into it, you know, you've, you've talked about you did the hardwood flooring, then you moved on to framing. You've also kind of, not, I wouldn't say jumped around, but you've had like a lot of different experiences within that maybe broader umbrella of carpentry or construction. So, yeah, I mean, what, what happened after the framing? And I guess how is that, like you say, that exposure to a lot of different types of building how has that kind yeah. of you know put another stripe on your on your shirt, if you will, and, and helped you today with what you're doing?
0: So yeah, so I guess um after I was done framing, um, it was just looking back, it was a stupid disagreement between me and my boss. Um, but me being young, being cocky, knew everything. It was it was a stupid disagreement and we went our separate ways. Um so after that, went in. Um I tried out some uh, commercial stuff for a little bit. Um, we were building a big, big restaurant, and so it kind of got my hands into the steel framing side of it. Did some of the the glass rock work, some of the custom sheet metal, all that sort of stuff. Um, got my taste of concrete when I was there, and uh, so then from there, uh, when I left that job. Um, we were, we were actually moving back out of, uh, to a different, different, uh, city. Uh, I was married at the time, like by, by then I was married. So we were moving away. So from there did, uh, went back to framing for a bit out of, in another town, but, uh, that was in the dead of winter, which minus 40 degrees Celsius wind, I, I lasted, I think, two months and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. So I uh, went from there, went, did some flooring installs. Uh, there was tile, linoleum, carpet, all that kind of stuff. Did all of that sort of stuff for a while. Learned that, the basis of that. And then where did I go from there? Moved again, moved to another city. Started, we knew it where, we were, where we were moving. So I just got on the phone, just started calling every company I can think of and there's a cabinet shop who said yeah they'll give me a shot so I started there greener than green never been in a cabinet shop in my life walked in here's your desk here's the tools here's how to use the sliding saws blah blah figured and within the first couple days they gave me a set of plans to build my first kitchen Wow. and uh, so went after that and pretty soon within a couple months i was kind of getting into their cnc i moved up into building their custom commercial stuff doing some really custom intricate uh uh kiosks and desks and just all the different angles and you know just kind of a really not just your cookie cutter kit cabinet boxes kind of moving into the custom um so yeah that's Went from there, did that for a couple years, and then um, I was ready to try it on my own. That was when I started my first company. Mm-hmm. So had my first company for three years, renovations, um, did decks, fences, basements, bathrooms, whatever, just anything that came through. That was what I did. Did that for three years. And uh, just the market was, it was a tough goal at the time, um, very lots of underbidding, lots of competition. Um, I was young, I was 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was looking back, I, I like to say it just, it wasn't my time. So from there I went to another company where they did high-end renovations. And that's where I really, um, really learned tile, like the really high-end tile, work, um, kitchen renos, did their high-end, big kitchen renos, basements, bathrooms, did all their big, big stuff. We were on a big crew of, uh, of a renovation, but I was the lead hand of a big, of the big jobs. And, uh, and then, so from there, then I was able to move up. Uh, from there, that's where I built my own house. I was working there evenings and weekends, sold my house that we were living in. Bought a lot, built this house that I'm actually sitting in right now, uh, ground up. Did that all evenings and weekends. Mm. Learned to crap load there. Moved up again into uh, site supervisor for for um, another renovation company. Hated it. Went back to the last company. Worked there for a little bit longer. Quit that again. Built a duplex, ground up. Just. I, I, I guess you can probably see, I, I'm always trying, I'm always ready to do something different. I'm, mm. I, I need, I need a challenge. As soon as I start feeling bored, I'm, I'm itching to, to do something different. Mm. So that's where I was always able to kind of just stay ahead of myself, always learning and figuring out the new, new stuff, new things, new skills. And, uh, when I built, finished the duplex, um, it took me 11 months uh, and I did everything myself, ground up right from the foundation, right, right to the finishing stages. Um, I think I was there for 11 months mm-hmm. every day and walked out and I, I got a call right towards the end. It was another, it was a new home builder in the city and, uh, wondering if I wanted to meet for a coffee. So. Met up with them, and they wind and dine me, and convinced me to come and work for them as their uh, as another project manager. Um, so did that for a couple of years, and then in that in those two years, it was kind of nice. Really learned the backside of business, mm. so I knew the front side, how to get the work done, and how to. The skills I had no problems with my skills, but when I was working there, I really learned the backside of it. So that was huge. Is just in the organizing receipts, the billings, the all that sort of stuff. Quoting. Um, so for the last little part, little bit at that, that's the home builder, I was doing general manager duties as well. So you kind of it just that backside was huge to to learn that. And it was bad management from the owners and that company I actually went under. And uh, so at that time it was, so that was just over a couple years ago now. And that was when I made the decision and it was, it was a tough decision, but not a hard decision. If that makes any sense is it, it just felt right. It's, this is my time. Now it's my time to work for me, do my own thing. I'm not going to rely on anyone else. Time for me to do my thing. So that's where Viking built. So that's kind of long story. That's, that's kind of where everything led. You know, lots of different jobs, lots of different bosses, lots of different opportunities, but everything led to where I am right now.
1: Yeah, indeed. I wonder uh, if we could maybe talk a little bit more about the last company that you were at. You said you really learned the backside of the business and the things yeah. happened kind of off the toes. I wonder, do you think? Do you think that's really? Um, Obviously, it's a big help for you now as you as you run your own company, having learnt that part of it. A lot of guys, uh, maybe they're great builders and, you know, they only ever learn the front side and then when they get the opportunity to learn that kind of behind the scenes running of a company stuff, it's actually when they take that step themselves, you know, perhaps they've just been building and then they go out on their own and... They have to kind of learn the hard way. Do you think it was a, a good move by you or, or beneficial to kind of learn that stuff um, on someone else's ticket than kind of taking that plunge maybe yourself and now you're in a better position as you as you move forward with Viking
0: Builds? Absolutely. Um, and I guess that's what I meant with, like when I had my first company, um, that was part of the big thing was that it wasn't my time. Is I I thought... Maybe it was i I thought I knew more than what I did mm-hmm. um, and same thing i the front side of it no problem. I had no issues with the work side of it, but it's the back end it's all the the time that's spent in quoting and looking back it was and and maybe that was that's what helped me as well as having that first company and and I did good at it for three years, but it just it was every day was a grind and So looking back, it was, um, there was a lot of oversteps done. Lots of things that I could have eliminated steps to get to the same result. Mm. Um, and that's where, and, and that's, that's the big things that I learned from this last, the last job I was at is streamlining, you know, being able to sit down, streamline, the receipt side of it, the streamline, the invoicing, the quoting, that running around business day-to-day stuff, you know, so it did it so it doesn't overtake what I do, you know, and that's where I'm I'm in a position where um I I made the decision where I'm gonna stay I want to stay small for the time being, for as long as I can just to stay a single, just me Go hard, get it done, work hard. It's, it's helped because um, the paper side of it isn't overwhelming, but it can be if I let it sit for too long. So that's where, you know, working as a home, for the home builder, where it's very strict, you have to have this stuff in every day, every week, this paperwork has to be done, this follow-up has to be done, but like very hard hard lines to follow mm. it, it allowed me to you know scale it back but make it work for me mm. for my small company and so yeah it's it, it's helped huge because I knew where I was lacking from my first business but then I can see all the growth I've had since then and really use it for my benefit and you know it's so again for me when my story helped me big time, you know, learning all that stuff, I guess that's, maybe that's the best word, just that stuff Yeah. on while I'm getting paid. Mm. So, Hey, like (laughs) really, you can't beat that, you know, get paid to learn how to run your own business. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty ideal to me. So (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i like I like that idea as well i think i've um I've seen some other guys who did it the other way and kind of like you did and maybe they're still in business perhaps for longer than three years and I always had that fear of if I do it that way I can do it on the tools and like you say we could handle that front side of the business but I don't know enough about the back side of the business but i don't want um I don't want all the headaches that come with learning that side of the business because it really hits you in the pocket to affect my relationship with my love of carpentry and my love of actually doing it on the tools every day. You know, I don't want that to be like um, become a burden. Like I've got to go and get, you know, got to do this so I can then do the paperwork. Like you kind of want to have all of that, like you say, streamlined and handled and you know where you're at with that. So you can still go out and have fun on the toes. Cause that's kind of what it's about. You
0: know, it's, it is, you know, like, um, that's why I get up every day is cause I, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Like there's no other thing that I would rather be doing is on the tools. And that was another thing that, um, I always had it in my head, you know, and maybe this isn't just me, but there's always that. And, and it's not everyone. And I know it was definitely for me, is I had it in my head that I need to, to be in, in order to be successful working for someone is I need to work up and to work into an office to get off the tools, to be in the office, to be a manager, to be this project manager, general manager, owner, whatever. But to, in, to the level of my success was by getting off the tools. And that was something that I just, I had in my head. And, but in that position of being the project manager, general manager at a home builder, I, there was towards the last, probably the last six, seven months of being there. I, I hated getting up every day. I just, I dreaded getting up because I hated what I was doing. I did not, I was in the carpentry field, but I wasn't doing any carpentry work. And I just, I didn't have that satisfaction of, Building something, putting something together, using the tools, using my hands. My wife used to make fun of me that my hands felt like baby hands. Just (laughs) stuff like that. Like it was, you know, just I'm, I'm in the field, but I'm not a carpenter anymore. Kind of feeling, and I, I hated it. And so it took, it took that to, it took all that time to work up into that position to really realize that, that's not that's not how you measure success for me for some. Yes, that's fine. If you measure success like that, Hey, all the power to you. For me, that wasn't, that wasn't the way for, to measure success for me. My measurement of success is that I get to get up, make some good money, do what I love every single day, but it, it's easy for me to wake up, um, for me to come home. I'm, still happy when I'm coming home so I can spend the time with my kids because I'm not, I don't hate what I do. So I'm not tired and grumpy and all that sort of stuff. You know, mm. I'm exhausted, physically exhausted, but I'm not, I'm still happy. I'm satisfied with what I'm doing. So for me, it took 20, well, I guess what two years ago. So 18 years it took me 18 years of being in the carpentry fighting to always get up to that next level to actually find what my success is, what, what I value as success. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. And, um, I, I, I can get what you're saying a hundred percent. I've recently just started a new position as a project manager, site manager, um, from going as a foreman on the tools for the last seven years. And I put my belt on, for like four hours in the last two weeks and it's like destroying my soul already. (laughs) Uh, it hurts really bad. So, um, yeah. And it's strange, you know, like you, um, I feel uh, like I can see when I was on the tools and you look at those guys who, you know, And i mean they're not in a suit but they're in the office and they're you know they're making the phone calls and they're you know booking the inspections Mm -hmm. and whatever and you're like ah those guys they couldn't even build like you know those guys are assholes like they're just making all the money and they're not even doing anything driving around in trucks all day and um and now i'm in that position and it's a lot of work it's heaps of work Mm -hmm. um different kind of work but like still it's it's funny like You're almost when you get to that kind of like you say that I need to get off the tools because that's what being successful is When you get there, you feel like you're below those guys who are building the house out on site So uh, at least that's how I feel right now. So yeah, I think I'll be exactly where you got to uh, Sometime soon, but again, it's like a balance right because you want to learn that side of the business um because it's going to help you out one day um if you want to if you want to run run it for yourself or you know wherever you want to go uh so i guess that's a sacrifice you kind of have to make
0: yeah absolutely like and that's that you know and that's what i mean is you know what everyone measures success their own way Mm. and it's it's for me it just didn't work i i just didn't like it i i need to be building stuff i need to use my hands i need to you know it took me uh about six months of back in my own doing my own thing that i started getting calluses back on my hands <laughs> and it was you know it, for me it's just like hey they're they're coming back you know like this this is what i like this is, i i like having those tough hands like you know like that's yeah. that for me that's that's what i what i enjoy that's what i need so that yeah, was awesome yeah
1: definitely yeah so um yeah. So how, how is it now? I mean, you're a business, you're a business owner. So you, you said you're just a one man band at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what kind of work are you doing? It seems at least from, you know, what I see on social media, it is a bit of everything. Do you kind of try and specialize in in one area or, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Well, when I, so two years ago, um, I made the mental decision, like, and so this is something that I learned when I was uh, doing project managing. Is you know, I was running a home building renovation company, but I was subbing all the work out. Mm. So, I had this kind of what's the right word? Epiphany, uh, just that that light bulb kind of thing. It's like you know what? Like, why should I bust my ass going out trying to find the work? when I can make a relationship with multitude of companies who are getting the work, mm-hmm. and all I have to do is you know, maintain that relationship with them. So that was something that, right from the start of my own company, that was, a, I was a very early, one of the first things that I, I focused on. Um, so, But not limiting to anything. Um, and just seeing where it's going to go, you know, um, that's, that's the nice thing is with the background is I have a large background of multitude of different things. I, every renovation that I do, I do everything from start to finish. That's just, you know, except for the plumbing, electrical, cause I just, I hate them. So mm. let them do that stuff. I don't want to touch it. Um, but otherwise, I do everything. So being being in that position it allowed me going into companies, looking for those relationships as a sub. It allowed me to keep things wide open, to be, you know what, whatever work comes in, and let's see where this leads. So that's that was the original part of it. Um, and right from the start, it landed right into – I was doing some extra siding, shingles, that kind of stuff. Um, then it moved into doing. Um, uh, what was I doing? A little bit of finishing work, um, just whoever, wherever, did some decks, a couple fences, kind of thing. And then, then I got a call. I had some relationships with some cabinet companies, and all of a sudden I got a phone call from one of them. They're needing an installer, so I'm like, hey, I'm. Sign yeah, let's do it. And then all of a sudden I got another call from another company, call from another company. All of a sudden that's all I did for a year straight was cabinets, Hmm. just installing kitchens. And I think I, I did close to 70 kitchens last year, uh, just installs. And it was, it was a lot of fun actually. You really honed my skills on the cabinet installs, crown molding, details, that kind of stuff and where i was able to get in get out it was awesome because you know i'm in for a day and a half for one job oh next job just keep going so it was really cool um but then all of a sudden this year just with this whole pandemic thing and the world shutting down um new homes just crashed for a little while uh cabinets they kind of just everything got put on hold um so then I was kind of being, so then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now what, like, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, so just made a couple of phone calls, sat around the house for a couple of weeks, did some stuff in the house, picked up some kayaks, started refinishing some kayaks. And then all of a sudden this phone started ringing about renovations. Mm-hmm. So it kind of came in a full circle where a lot of my old clients that I was running jobs for, At the home builder renovation company who went bankrupt, all of a sudden they're calling me Mm. and they're needing some more work. So this is, you know, a couple years down the road. Now they're needing more work done. All of a sudden I'm getting phone calls from them uh, about full renovations, um, full basement renovation, looking at, you know, whole basement addition, second floor. So the renovation side of it has now really exploded without any advertising. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of come into a full circle where, you know, at first I'm, you know, that's all I'm going to focus on. It's just subbing out work, you know, relying on other companies to do their advertising, to do, they, they deal with the clients. That's, you know, I'm going to, let's do it easy. Let's do it the easy way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's, but now it's, it's kind of cool seeing that come around and I'm, I've just, Yeah, it's, the phone just won't stop about big renovations now. Mm. And I think that's a a big part. Social media has helped that too. Um, You know, uh, there's a lot of local local people that follow me, which has really been huge in just the referral side of things is I'm getting referrals for jobs from people I've never met in my life. Wow. But they see my work. So they feel they know me, so they refer me, and mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of it blows my mind really. But mm-hmm. you know that that's what I when I started social media on Instagram that was my biggest thing. Is you know what I'm like? I'm not I where it's gotten today. I'm like it's way above anything I've ever would have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. All I it, what I seen it as was. This is a good spot where I can post my work and promote myself, but also have my portfolio. It's not my best pictures every day, but this is my portfolio of day-to-day me. This is me doing my day-to-day. If you want to see, you know, potential clients, potential people, I can send them there. You know what? Oh, they're looking for a kitchen renovation. Oh, yeah. Hey, go back about three months. There's a kitchen renovation back there from start to finish. Go take a look at it. Oh, you need a bathroom? Yeah, I've got one. Go search through my feed. There's a bathroom in there somewhere, kind of thing. You know, like that's where I wanted it to have that feel is just me doing me day to day, helping people see the process and just as a portfolio for potential clients. And then it just, yeah, from there, it just kind of exploded into what it is today, which it's just, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story that I don't even know how to explain. So, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I wanted to ask you about that, how, how the whole social media thing has actually um, affected you, your business wise, you know, I kind of wonder how how many like referrals like you say you get uh you get quite a few which is which is pretty cool like you do have a good backlog and and you make the videos and the the photos quite extensive and you certainly do it all like you say with the (laughs) renovation thing it's pretty cool like when i'm like over here at least in new zealand to see someone like maybe install install the paneling and finish trim work and then paint it That's pretty crazy. Like we, we—that's that's that's too much for us over here. We wouldn't even even think of that. Uh, So I, I like that. I like watching guys like you. And I think there's another guy, um, American guy, called like Finnish Carpentry TV, and he does similar work. Like he'll do crown molding, and he'll install all this beautiful like trim, and uh, and then he'll paint it. It's a whoa, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's fun. It's. No, it's, it's been cool, like, um, just being able to do everything, it's, you know, just that in itself has opened up, you know, so much, and, and, I, and there's been a lot of people just like, oh, jack of all trades, you know, good, jack of all trades, good at none of them, kind of thing, and I, it, it drives me nuts, because you know what, like, I know my skill sets, and yes, there may be people like that who do get in over their head on way too much stuff, But for me, it's something that, you know, uh, the biggest thing was um, drywall. That was one of them that I struggled at for a long time. So instead of shying away from it, I, every chance I got, I jumped on it. Like, you know what? Like, yeah, I suck at it, but how does, the only way I'm going to get better is by practicing and doing more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And so by doing that, like I jumped right into every chance I can do any drywalling any mudding and taping now it's something that from it went something I absolutely just dreaded and I enjoy it now Mm -hmm. because I know the right process I know how to do it Mm -hmm. same thing you know painting it's you learn the right way to do it trim work same thing miters you know all of that stuff There, everything has its a proper way to do it and it's just learning taking the time to learn each I guess in a way, learn each trade to do it. By if you need to talk to the right person, phone the right person, talk to them, watch videos, whatever way. There's lots of ways to learn things, but for me, it's by doing it and learning how, what works best for me. Um, it just opens everything up. So for me, like I'm not satisfied if unless I am giving them top notch, the best of my ability, then i'm if i If I can't deliver then that I'm wasting my time. you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. it's for me, it's my own pride. I'm setting my name on that work i'm There's no way I'm giving anything below subpar and uh, so so going back to your question about uh you know social media mm. um, on that side of it is really you know opening myself up to what what's the best trolls maybe that's the best way um you know opening myself up this is what I do this is my work opening myself up to it allowing people into my life into my you know into my quiet places um is Mm -hmm. basically what I'm doing I'm allowing people to to come into my private places at all times you know because I've always got my phone I've always got it so um, there's it, it's been a, a way like better experience than not um, had some awesome feedback awesome I've met some awesome people made some awesome relationships with brands with companies with people like it's it's been awesome you you get those you know few trolls and people that throw the wrench and you kind of wonder why you're doing it and all that sort of stuff but it's been more positive than than bad, which has been good um and when you when I kind of come into those bad situations or bad you know the, the bad vibe people that mm. maybe, i don't know is that the right where the bad vibe people i just they just kind of stink, so mm. when they come along it's it's hard to stay positive, but at the same side it helps me step back and just like you know what why am I doing this this is why I'm doing it okay you know what their opinion of me of my work of whatever it don't matter so you know it's it's helped me for that because I think I was telling you uh, just through emails or something like that um I I'm actually I'm super shy uh mm-hmm. always have been grew up very shy hated talking to people in front of people I just the way I've been very shy just introvert. hate groups just leave me leave me alone and I'll be fine so for for me that's another huge thing which where Instagram has helped me is being able to step out of my comfort zone in a way to promote myself of being this is who I am this is what I do you know what, take it or leave it. Um, but this is me, you know. Um, you might notice I, I don't really talk a whole lot on social media. I've got very, very few videos that I actually talk in. Yeah. It's, it's those insecurities that still come through. But mm. on the most part, it's helped build confidence where I can, you know, do things like this, talk to people, have more confidence, even in running my own business, just stuff like that. So that's where's where social media helped me with my business that's probably the biggest thing right there yeah help me build me my confidence not not even in the like i knew what i was doing for work for the front lines for the backside. i knew how to do it all but just me me and being able to walk into someone's place and have a conversation talk to someone with confidence and you know that that's that was huge. That was big, and Instagram has been huge in, in that for me. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I I understand what you're saying completely because I I feel like uh, you've kind of just told my story a little bit there <laughs> as well. <laughs> so nice. yeah, I know where you, I know where you're coming from. I think it does help. Uh, you know, the flash word of it is maybe like networking, but really it just allows you to have social interactions especially within perhaps like the construction community that's on instagram i'm very new to it so i can't really speak on it too much but i've had yeah i've had some great interactions from people all around the world who are doing what we do and and it's cool but i I also get what you're saying about when you do that and when you put yourself out there and you're allowing people to see your own work or what you do every day it can be quite confronting you know because for me at least when i'm working and when you're in the zone of kind of working perhaps you know what it's like it's it's quite um like cathartic the whole process of you, you you're working um yeah. your mind is completely on the job and then for like t- the idea that perhaps like thousands of people are watching you is kind of strange you know or whatever yeah. you, i mean choosing what to show them of course but um yeah that's kind of your little happy place and then you're doing that every day and then yeah you know getting people's feedback on it it's interesting because you do come across a whole bunch of different opinions that you weren't maybe even thinking that were out there so yeah
0: interesting you say that oh yeah you get you get all all sorts of opinions and statements and (laughs) there there's lots of uh Lots of interesting people out there. We'll we'll leave it at, the, at that. So, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. It's, you know, um, just seeing the whole, like, it's, I guess the biggest thing is like looking back 20 years, you know, years, years, years before any social media, mm-hmm. um, even with my first company, um, this was 10, 11 years ago, uh, even before, like I, I think there was Facebook, but I wasn't on Facebook or any of that stuff. I, I didn't know about any social media. I wasn't any part of that and just seeing the difference in, in how things are done with a bit of social media as market, like even as a marketing tool. Um, I used to use like the newspapers for marketing, used to use like some of those different stuff where that's just gone um, there's, you know, who reads a newspaper now? Um, yeah. I think my grandma does, but other <laughs> than that, it's like who? Who's? No one reads the newspaper. So how am I supposed to advertise in those? So seeing social media where it's moving that way as a business, it's it's kind of it's scary but really cool at the same time, you know, where I was able to jump on kind of before I had my business, but got on for for my own personal reasons, but now seeing other companies who are recognizing that this is where the future is and they're jumping onto it now. And it now is better than like, you know, it's better to get on it now than tomorrow and tomorrow will be better than next week, but it's, you're starting at ground zero and it's just seen, you know, with it's a harder, it's a harder climb now than it was four years ago, even. Mm -hmm. You know, three years ago, two years ago, it's, it's every day, the more users, the harder climate is, um, looking back at people who got on right at the start of Facebook well, they've got, you know, they're huge pages, like huge followings, YouTube, same thing. They got on right away, just huge followers. And it's, it's nice seeing everyone jumping onto it and, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's it's nice that I was able to get on there just a little bit earlier to build up some confidence. Now that I have my company, I've got some good back and behind me to, to keep it, keep, keep it rolling, you yeah. know? So it's, it's kind of, it just, yeah, it's, it's weird how things just snowballs and just everything's evolving. Like, you know, it doesn't, it's not just business. It's, there's so much that evolves around it.
1: Hmm. Yes. And you know, one thing I I like that it affords is uh, people like yourself who aren't perhaps that extroverted and out there and really like, Hey, look at me type of people. If you take my meaning, you can uh, advertise your own kind of personal brand and your business just by really just being yourself and doing what you're doing every day. Like, you know, and I like that. It seems like the construction kind of community on Instagram for the most part, they kind of do that. No one's really in your face like, hey, if you need a house built, you know what I mean? Everyone's just, hey, this is what I do. I'm having fun showing it to everyone, you know, Uh, and what will be, what will be. And it sounds like that's kind of worked for you a little bit. uh, And I think that's probably the best way to do it because, yeah, for the most part, like, the construction type is not that really flashy outgoing person. Like we're more interested in yeah. like a new router blade than anything else, you
0: know? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. So, exactly. yeah. Yeah. It no, it, that's exactly it, man. Like it's, you know, um, I was, I was able to do it my own way, mm. you know, like I, you always, there's, you're going to know the guy, just exactly who you said. There's the flashy look at me, you know, the salesman. Mm-hmm as soon as I said the salesman, I I know there's a guy that popped into your head. There's a guy that popped into my head. It's that personality. It's just, I, that's not me. And so if I had a way to to showcase me being me, and that's where, you know, like you, you said it exactly, is the majority of the carpentry industry, even the the blue collar industry on Instagram, social media, they're very much, you know what? I do cool stuff. This is awesome. Look at what I can do, but it's all about, you know what? This is what I do. Mm. It's not, Hey, call me for this. Call me for that. I can do this. I can do that. You know, it's, this is, this is me. This is what I did today. I love it. Mm. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. That's it. I really, I really like that.
0: Yeah. To me, that's, that's what, that's, that's what I love about it. You know what? Like, yeah, I, I did something cool today. This is it. You know what? There you, there you go. Enjoy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's powerful. And I think that's really cool because, at least for me anyway, I noticed that a lot, perhaps maybe outside of social media, just day to day. Say, you know, you you meet some new people at a, at a friend's barbecue or something like that. And um, one thing that maybe you don't we don't do enough of in this kind of blue collar world uh, as an individual is really um not promote yourself or talk yourself up but kind of really own the fact that hey i'm a carpenter or yep i'm a welder i'm a plumber and i'm proud of that and i do cool shit every day and and i don't think we do enough of enough of that you know i don't think uh i don't mean we should be going out and being flashy about it or like you know like rise up yeah. for a carpentry revolution or something like that but i think we do valuable and essential work that is cool like uh you know i had a podcast the other day with another builder and we were talking about how people who perhaps uh, not everyone but some people who work in cubicles all day on the weekend they do what we do every day for fun you know like that's their that's their entertainment like we get to do it every day you know like you don't see like an accountant like going home from work and then doing more accounting, you know, we we'll, we'll hop uh, in the, we'll hop in the uh, shed and we'll make a cabinet or something cause we, cause we love it and it's cool. So yeah. I, I like yeah. that we can celebrate that. I think that's good. And I think, yeah, more, I think you should never be, um, ashamed to be a tradesman, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, well actually right here. Yeah. Draw
1: holding, you
0: know, dirty yeah. hands, clean mind. It, it, they just kind of hit the nail like it's that's exactly it you know what they're they're one of those brands and there's a lot of them popping up you know um which it's awesome to see and i've, I've been able to be in involved with a number of them but it's that just you know what we're going to celebrate the blue collar mm-hmm. that's that's huge that's what i love seeing is you know what yeah we're blue collar we're proud of it we've built this country we've we build your houses. You live in our houses. We do, we build your streets. We, you know, everything like that. We're blue collar and no, that doesn't make us any, any less than anyone else in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just as important. Yeah. We get our hands dirty, but we're just as important. And that's, that's what I love seeing is just that there is a. Kind of that almost breakthrough of being a you know a celebration of being blue collar, you know we work with our hands and yeah we're damn proud of it,
1: yeah, yeah, I think it's great, I think you're right, I think blue collar is actually a good term uh for that because it's not just construction, you know there's a lot of industries, and uh i mean around the world um with this pandemic, a lot of different countries have had different ways of dealing with it. But one, one word that's come out of this that I think has maybe helped us as blue collar workers is the idea of an essential worker. So who's essential. Um, And, when I think essential workers, I think blue collar, frontline, construction, truck drivers, production—you know, yeah. people who making the world turn and, and giving us our necessities. You know, our food, our shelter, our our water, our warmth, our comfort—all of that kind of stuff—is when it comes yeah. down to it. When you strip all, everything away, uh, it's it's the blue collar people that that are getting it done, and I think we should celebrate that. And and you know, hopefully that that brings that you know, not that we need to raise the awareness of, of the value of the work that we do, but it's cool to, to, to feel proud of oneself, you know, because there's a lot of people yeah. in our industry that don't, don't get that or don't feel that way, which I think is a shame, you know? Uh, so yeah, Even, I think it's a great thing.
0: Yeah. That and leading up for the next generation mm. is, and you know, I've got a, I've got some, a pretty young family, uh, three little girls and, hey, you know what, like if they ever wanted to join the trades or do anything like that, I they have got 100% support. But what I want them to see, and even wh- whoever, my nieces, nephews, young guys, people around me, um, I think I've got a bit on Instagram where, you know what, you can see how much joy I'm finding in this. You can make some good money. And... You know, it's just like, hey, this isn't. Maybe this isn't such a bad thing to do. Is work with our hands. You know what? Maybe that. You know that blue collar word isn't so bad. Maybe that is something we should pursue and look into before we. You know, like the world only needs so many doctors and lawyers. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, and don't get me wrong, they all of those. Everyone has a place in this world. Um. But I think that there's with a with a lot of the blue collar age force kind of getting up there in age you know and starting to burn out like' cause it's not an easy work mm-hmm. that's don't get me wrong it's not easy work i mm-hmm. there are days where i'm you know just ready to can't even drive home because I'm so tired mm-hmm. so it's not easy work but if if you can celebrate being a blue collar and showing the generations coming up after us that it's not so bad that you know what like you can there's people that are celebrating it who recognize it who who we're not below anyone else you're you're an equal and I think that's going to open up a lot of doors for a lot of this young generation and Mm -hmm. that's you know I, I think that's in a sense with this whole blue collar movement maybe essential workers you know with that whole thing um i think maybe that's a bit of you know our responsibility um being in the trades now to keep that going to keep that momentum going to keep that celebration going to keep showing that it's okay to be who we are in the trades it's okay to be the blue collar guys We're it's okay to be the guys who are going out every day to get the work done to Get your hands dirty to you know, crawl down in the sewer lines, get those things cleaned out, climb the power lines, get the you know, like there's there's so many like blue collar that like gets such a huge huge range of stuff. But it's you know, showing the younger generation that hey, that's not a bad word. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean, like you know, like I I I remember even as a kid just hearing the word blue collar and just thinking, you know, not it it wasn't in a positive way. You know, hearing the word blue collar, it wasn't said said in a positive way. It was that, oh you're blue collar. It's you know, you're just a little bit below what society is. Exactly. You know, and and that I, I you're I'm seeing a shift where, you know, like, hey we are we're central. We're I think, you know, we're the same as you. So it's you know let's let's keep that movement going and get all these young let's get some young young blood in the industry, so
1: yeah yeah, i think you i think you hit the nail on the head there absolutely and and I think to go back to what we are speaking on earlier, you know, we can really leverage social media to help that happen. you know, I, and, and like you say, it kind of is our responsibility. I mean, you know, we're not like old timers here or anything like that, but, um, you know, I think you're right. And what, what's great about social media is that it affords people to get kind of a view through the looking glass of what a day-to-day blue collar job or existence kind of looks like. Um, and how much the guys and girls who are doing that enjoy that work and find it valuable and and you can see you know they'll put up things of of what they're doing on their weekend and it's the same thing that they're doing on their week because they freaking love it you know and it's rewarding it's great Uh, I think we need to do that because a lot of the younger generation coming up now you know to try and convince someone to like you say go down those sewer lines or climb up that telegraph pole or or you know do yep. t- 10 hour day framing houses um it's it's it is a kind of a big ask maybe for for the younger generation who are so digital and who are thinking of what why do i have to go out there and, and work my ass off when there's always going to be someone else to do it if we keep passing that buck then uh eventually it'll fall over <laughs> so yeah yeah
0: yeah no, exactly. You know, like that's it's. There's there's always going to be those ones. I've went to school with those guys that are they're never going to be able to work with their hands. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's always those people, and that's fine. There's there's a place for them. There's mm-hmm. a place for you. There's a place you know in the workforce to make your to to make your spot to make your mark. Hundred percent. There's you know full respect for the people who can do it because that's not me. I can't do it in a lot of those places so hey you're needed where you are um but yeah it's you know finding those guys who are guys girls you know that are willing to put the electronics down maybe in a sense but with social media maybe it'll help them you know you can keep a little bit of digital in our blue collar world just you know like keep keep a little bit of it but be ready to work hard too so (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
1: and and the brilliant thing about our industry is that no matter kind of your background or you know gender ethnicity whatever if you have that attitude then you can you can get somewhere in our industry you know i've said it before on the podcast but i always like to say it because i think it's great there's no like bullshitting your way to being a good builder you know what i mean like you have to learn you have to learn you have to bring it and i like what you said earlier in the podcast where you mentioned that you had a good boss who let you make mistakes. And I think that's really key in our industry and that's something we have to keep alive is that that's how people learn, you know, no one comes out of the womb knowing how to stand frames or, you know, pitch a roof. Like there's a lot of mistakes that need to be made on the way. So yeah, I I wonder how we can kind of encourage that as well through our movement and be like, Hey, look, you know, we're over here because we've been doing this for a long, long time, but there's a lot of steps that, that need to be taken to get there. So
0: yeah. I see uh, that, that whole thing, like being allowed to make a mistake. That's, that's something I, like every, so this is like, I'm, I'm uh, a lot of people ask me is if I, if I'm a journeyman carpenter and first thing, I'm like, no, I'm not a journeyman carpenter. Um, I've never gone to school for any carpentry. Everything is learned on the job, straight out by making mistakes, by, you know, trial and error. That's, that's what I've learned. Um, now I've been with the, with being uh, the, the vast, like the range of stuff that I do. Um, I've actually gotten an agreement with uh, so we've got an apprenticeship board, um, in our area. And you guys might have it the same where, you know, everyone that wants to be, become a carpenter, journeyman carpenter, they have to go through the apprenticeship program. Um, so I've been benefit, like been lucky enough where I've been approved that I can train apprentices, mm-hmm. even though I haven't gone through the program myself, mm-hmm. but it's just, I've got the experience that with everything that the apprenticeship board covers that I can train them. So that's, so I've, I've been able, I've been lucky enough to have uh, a few good apprentices over the years. Um, And that's the, one of the first lessons that I tell them is as soon as I see them holding back, scared to do something because they don't want to screw it up. Hmm. I'm like, there, there's your first mistake right there is you're so scared you're holding yourself back in in learning something that in, in like you're holding yourself back and learning something by so scared of making that mistake that you're not going to learn that. So if you went just went, did that, screwed up, went back at it and did it again, I can tell you that you're going to remember that for the next 15 years mm-hmm. of that mistake that you did, every time you do that job, you're going to have that mental video in your head be like, oh, yeah, no, not that way, because that's how I screwed up. That's right. I got to go, I got to do it this other way. Mm-hmm. So, there. yes, like, we work with some very expensive materials, but on the most part, we screw up a door. Oh, what, 100 bucks? You know? Oh, we screwed up a piece of drywall. Oh, there's $15. Oh, we screwed up uh, some flooring. Well, those are dollars, you know, that's, we're not, there's, there is some industries where you can't screw up. I, I get that. But for me, that's as a carpenter, that was something that I pushed everyone that I worked with is, you know what, who cares if you make a wrong cut on a sheet of plywood? What? It's 50 bucks. Sure. Take two hours of my wage. If you, if it's really that big of a deal. But i learned something. So it's worth for me, it's worth that fifty bucks because I learned something. I'm gonna remember that for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was building cabinets, I there was a guy that was working there, we were the same age, he's worked there for two years before me, and within the first two months, I was I was out building him because he was so scared to make a wrong cut on a sheet of melamine. Mm-hmm. And that was for me. I'm like, we've got a stack of 50 sheets of melamine. We get that at cost because we're a massive cabinet shop. That thing costs 20 bucks. The, you're sitting around so scared to cut that. The time you've wasted has far exceeded a $20 wrong cut. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so that's where I've, it, it, it didn't take long very early in the in my career that it's, I'm not afraid to make a mistake, but I'm not afraid to man up and own to that mistake Mm -hmm. and to recognize it as a lesson. And every person I have working with me, I'm going to, I'm going to allow them to do that same thing because Mm -hmm. I know how valuable those lessons have, have been for me, you know? So that's where I, that's where the biggest thing is. I've had bosses who've allowed me to make mistakes Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's certainly helpful. You know, I've worked with guys that uh, will really hang you out to dry for making a mistake, which is a shame. And I think it doesn't help our industry, um, you know, progress, but you're right. And, and I wonder, you know, what you said, you kind of developed that and you realized that, but it is, it is a big thing, you know, not just, um, I often wonder what is it that's holding those people back from taking that step uh like you say i've I've worked with plenty of tradesmen who are really exactly the same they don't want to stuff it up you know i don't know if it's because we place so much importance on having a job and keeping your job and you know heaven forbid like you stuff up a cut and you get moved down the road or you know the the way you weigh it up, you have, you're right. You have to be willing to take those risks. You know, if you really back yourself and your ability, it's like, Hey, if this guy's going to sack me for like screwing up a door jam, then I'm better off somewhere else anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, Yeah. It's a big thing though, because also as well as maybe you're afraid of losing your job, a lot of guys out there, and I know I was like this when I was an apprentice, I kind of still am. I really hold myself to a high standard. So when I stuff something up, it hurts really bad. Not like my pride, like, oh, everyone will think that I'm like, you know, a lesser man than I was, you know, half an hour ago or yep. something like that. But just I love this so much and I really want to be a great carpenter that I'm just, I, I don't want to stuff things up. I want to learn it. I want to get it right. So, yeah, there's a there's certainly a fine balance between that and being willing to just dive headfirst into something. And and that's how you learn. Yeah.
0: And so this is, so part two of making the mistake Mm. is, you know, something that this is, this is the other thing I tell my apprentices is you're allowed to make that mistake once, maybe twice. Mm. Okay. If, if it keeps going for more than that, now you're just wasting money and wasting time. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean because that's the whole idea of me allowing you to make that mistake is it's it's costing me a bit of time a bit of money to allow you to make that mistake and I'm willing for that to better you but now if you can't learn from that mistake then what's the point mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know so There's, there is some certain situations and like every situation is different and you know, different products different times, but you know, if I'm, if someone's going to cut in the same, same sheet of card, like uh plywood for whatever, and they cannot get it right. And they just keep screwing it up, keep screwing it up, keep screwing up. Well, after a while, it's like, okay, like (laughs) time, time to figure it out, time to mat up like, why are you making these mistakes? Like, why can't you just get it? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not giving up on them, but it's just that, you know what? Like, there is a, there is a line. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out, you know, make those mistakes, but you have to take that next step of learning from that mistake, you know? And if you can't learn from it, well, well, there's, you're never going to learn anything because that's our best teacher's mistakes, in my yeah. opinion. You know, so if you can't learn from the best teacher, then how else, how are you going to learn everything else that comes with this industry? Yep
1: for sure yeah and i think people would like within you know you shouldn't undervalue the the fact that like a carpentry i can only speak for what i know but um it's a difficult job like when when you look at it from the outside i think yeah whatever i can build a house no problem but when you're in there it's like oh man there's there's levels to this uh you know so it is a difficult job so it's it's not for everyone i guess um, but if you have the right attitude and if you really, it does help to have that mentor, especially in that mistake making stage where someone can walk you through it and you can kind of repeat back to them what it's going to take to, for you to write that wrong, then you should be able to move on and, and, uh, and go to the next step. So yeah, I just want to move on a little bit from that and kind of, um, I guess ask, uh,
0: what
1: what does the future look like for, for you and your company? You know, you said the, the remodeling, or I think they call it over there, or the renovations um, is, really kick, is really kicking up. Um, I, I wonder actually, do, do you think that's uh, one thing that I thought of, and it, and it is here in New Zealand as well. Uh, we had a lockdown where we locked down the country completely for five weeks uh, during the pandemic. Right. So everyone was stuck in their house for five weeks. And now a whole bunch of people wanting renovations because they've been looking around their house and been like, oh, we should do this and we should do that. Do you think that's a part of it for for what you're seeing, the phone call going off?
0: Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Um, A lot of jobs have been transferred to home jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of the office jobs have been converted into your at home and doing your job. Um, during this, so there is a lot of people who are still making, making their money, they're making their wage, but they're at home Mm -hmm. and they're looking around and just like, yeah, the floor is ugly. Oh yeah. That wall can come out. Oh, we need to paint that. Oh, this kitchen. Like, you know, there's a lot of other stuff and because they're still working, it's they're, you know, they're able to, to use that and renovate something and get it done. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, so no, I, I think it's definitely helped. Um, people, you know, just push them in, in a, the direction of getting something done in their house for sure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, I, where the future is going to go. I honestly, man, I, I wish I knew Mm. like, I, it it's, it's a wide open book. Honestly, that's, where it goes, I've got hopes that you know um, that I in a year that I'm still working, in two years I'm still working, in three years I still have my company kind of thing. But um, where it's gonna go from here, it's it, it all it's just riding on the market, and that's yeah. that's what I love. It's it's a scary thing, and it's what I love. It's you know what I can I can move around. I'm not locked into one set. Skill one set company i'm not relying on this company to pay my wage to pay my bills so i'm not relying on them I'm like so it's it's nice because i can bounce around to whoever wherever whenever and get things done but yeah it's it's hard to know where things are going to lead from here yeah
1: for sure i guess i wouldn't mind just kind of asking you you know Are you excited about it? You know, maybe not just your position in general, but just our industry where this blue-collar thing is kind of going. You know, there's a lot of doom and gloom really worldwide about this skills gap shortage, and we're running out of, you know, uh, competent skilled tradespeople. And I think, like, there's an opportunity for those people like yourself to really uh, step up and and lead the way, and what you're doing through social media and and being at that kind of bastion for it. So I think it's yeah. exciting. I think it's I still think it's fun. You know, uh, building. There's a lot of guys that I'll have conversations with on my site that are, feel like the life's being sucked out of our industry by like safety regulations and you know margins and and all of this kind of stuff, but. I think it's still fun and 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 I enjoy it, and I hope we can keep that going so yeah what do you think
0: i right, yeah there's there is definitely a lot of the new like not even new anymore, but like the safety the different bylaws, different you know regulations and codes, and yeah everything but we can't change it, so why fight it just Embrace it. Just go like what my one voice, like if the government decides that we need to do where well, back when I framed, we had no hard hats, no harnesses. I'm running up on three story walls in a pair of shorts and runners with no shirt and my pouch on that's, that was framing back in the day, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've got some decent scars to show for that type of framing. So I understand that. Yes, that wasn't the safest stuff so there's there is a hundred percent you know there's a place for safety has it gone too far maybe in certain areas hundred percent but it's also allowed a different group of younger people to enter that trade to feel safer you know what i mean so maybe with those instead of being angry at it it's opened up doors to certain to other groups who can't who maybe are scared of walking on a wall, but they're really good framers, but they can't walk on a wall, you know? Um, So it's opened it up for that. I can't change it, so I'm going to embrace it. Am I excited? Absolutely. It's, you know, let's see where where everything goes. Who knows where? Like, that's the thing. It's who knows where everything's going to go. But if we're, we're focused on, if we're so focused on what it was, how are we going to enjoy what it is, what it is and what it's going to be? Yeah, for sure. You know, so that's where, you know, let's stay positive, look at, look ahead and see where things are going to go.
1: Yeah. I I think there's a lot of opportunities out there, you know, like, like you said for yourself, you put yourself out there through social media or just you took the plunge to, to go out on your own with the wide range of skill set and, um, yeah if nothing else it's not boring right so no no
0: man yeah it's that's that's the thing is i i always tell people i'm like it's that's the beauty of what i do is i never come home bored Mm -hmm. i there's very few days that i'm bored so it's it's awesome for that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah cool man all right i think that's a pretty uh good place to sign off so maybe if you just want to uh have a little plug of of your social media and what you're doing in your business uh, just for the folks anyone who who doesn't already know yeah. who you are i mean um yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe for some i don't know but you're you're definitely the dude with the huge beard i know there's another <laughs> actually the canadian carpenter i think it is he's yep. like you guys yep. must be pretty close in terms of beard length there right. It's we're pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah,
0: we're, we're pretty level. I, uh, <laughs> it took a couple years for me to catch up to him though. So yeah. Um, but yeah. No, there's uh, so I guess Jason Hermanson um, just check me out on Instagram. Viking builds. Uh, I can just follow along, see what I do day to day. It's my life. It's what I do. It's what I love. It's just, it's just me doing just that. So check it out. And uh, Yeah that's about that's about all for me
1: awesome brother thank you thank you very much for your time thanks for sharing some of your story um i think we'll get a lot out of that so yeah Yeah, we can do it it again one day all the best and and keep doing what you're doing you know i i I like that you promote that blue collar community i really appreciate it as someone inside of that so yeah thank you and thanks again for your time
0: all right well thanks for having me
1: all right, thanks for listening, friends. If, like me, you enjoy conversations about the love of building and creating, then please consider subscribing to this show and leaving a review at wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks very much to Jason for his time. It never ceases to impress me on how generous my fellow tradespeople from all around the world are with their time. It's pretty cool. I get a lot out of these conversations and... It's really humbling to have the opportunity to learn some real tried and tested life lessons even from some very different people all around the world through construction. Uh, I can relate to and I can appreciate it. So yeah, if you haven't yet, then definitely go and join the other 40,000 plus people who follow along with the bearded one on Instagram. That's Viking Builds uh thanks again to you for your time and your support i really appreciate it uh, especially those of you from over stormy seas who can understand my accent that's uh, probably half the battle and hopefully you find my words and content to contain something resembling an acceptable amount of substance to keep you from chucking me in the skip so just for that although my beard falls short i'm not yet fit enough to grace the halls of valhalla doing battle and feasting in an everlasting cycle of violence and glory like my guest jason you can still follow me on instagram at Away carpenter to keep up to date with what's happening on the podcast and until the next one keep chipping away hey if you're one of the strange creatures who listens to my outros then do i have a deal for you I'm interested to find out whether there's any point in me doing outros at all, because I know I'm a shocker when I listen to podcasts, I don't listen to people's outros, and I've even been guilty of skipping intros, so I want to get some feedback, uh, or maybe spice up the outro at least, and maybe leave a secret little bit at the end for those loyal fans of outros, I'm going to hide something in this outro. So that's how I'm going to find out if people listen to it. So what I want to do is create a chip away podcast outro club for you creatures. Who listens to my outros? Uh, There's going to be a prize for the winner who comes up with the coolest name for this outro club. I was thinking Outbros, or External Corner, or maybe Tools Down Club. I don't know. I'm counting on you outro heads to give me the coolest name. And if you win, I'm going to give away one of my chip away hats. It's pretty cool as color five panel black hat with buy a logo on it uh, and you can have it you need a head and you need to come up with the coolest name for the outro club basically comment in this post that i do with the release of this episode come up with the coolest name and i'll send you a hat all right keep chipping away